What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. As always, if you haven't already liked or subscribed to this podcast, please do so. Give us a like, follow us, and uh, everything you do helps us to continue to reach people with the Word of God. So we love you guys. I hope you enjoy this podcast today. God bless you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to VCast. I am here with Jacob. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And we are going to be talking today about uh, prayer. Our topic is called I Am Heard. And um, one of the things I was I was thinking about, too, is um, I, is the thought that there's nothing more frustrating than speaking to somebody and they are just on their phone and they're not listening. And you're like, all right. Are you listening? And it, it can be very difficult yeah. when somebody is unresponsive and you're trying to talk to them and have a conversation. Um, and I feel like that's that kind of trickles into uh, us when we talk to God that it, at times it could feel like God's not listening because we don't get a response immediately. Um, and, but um, the, the thing that we have to know and we have to believe when we enter into our prayer time is that God hears me and that God is listening and he cares for me. Yeah. Um, and this is all because we are in Christ. It's one of the blessings of being in Christ is that God actually listens to your prayers. Yeah. There's tons of scriptures that say that God doesn't, is that God's not listening to this type of prayer because there's oftentimes people who pray selfishly or people who pray um, in the wrong motives. Um, but God listens to us. He cares about us and he wants to hear from us. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I've heard a lot and I know that you've probably heard it that like, Prayer is a conversation, mm-hmm. but it never feels like a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they always say, like this is how you talk to God. This is how you convert, or yeah, like converse, not convert, converse with God, right? And it's like, well, this never really feels like a conversation because I don't audibly hear right. God speak to me, and um, it can kind of take away the 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 thought that He is listening. Right. Because I know that as a Christian and in the back of my mind, I've been conditioned to sort of just believe that he's listening. Right. And the part of me, the the part of me that in anger, like when I pray, there's a part of me that is yearning for God to just speak and then I don't get it. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me. It's like a battle. There's a part of me that's conditioned to just, well, God's going to hear me. Right. And I just have to believe that. But the other part of me would, is like, yo, it'd be really good if I would just hear something right now. Right. And I think we've all been there before. But um, yeah, God, God hears us regardless. And it's something it, it's important for us to to remember that and understand that as hard as it may be. You know what I mean? Um, but understanding that prayer is really personal, although it may not feel that way. Right. Exactly. Like our God cares about us. He and that's that's one of the things I really love about our God, too, is that there's no specific method of prayer. You know what I mean? Um, uh, When you look at other religions, it's like if you don't pray in this exact direction, you're not praying. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you don't pray at this time, we pray three times a day at this exact hour. You have to pray. And it could become very tedious because then prayer is no longer personal. It's routine. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer is no longer. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with scheduling time to pray. Yeah. But at the same time, we have a we serve a God who says, yo, talk to me whenever, however, like your you can talk to me any time of the day, which is why the Bible says pray without ceasing. So I've had a um, I've had a Muslim friend before ask me. He was like, how many times a day do you pray? And I say all day. And he was like, 
He literally looked at me and was like, all day. He was like, how the heck do you make time for that? I was like, well, I don't pray like you pray. Right. Right. Um, When you pray, you have to lay down the mat wherever you're at. Bars. Hold on. No, I'm kidding. You have to lay down the mat. <laughs> Sorry, it rhymed. I had to say it. You have to lay down the mat wherever you are. Right. And you have to face towards Mecca. Mecca mm-hmm. And you have to pray five times a day. Right. Right. And so when I told him that I prayed literally all day, um, it kind of baffled him or surprised him because he thought all day meant like I was literally like 24 hours. And he was like, well, you're not praying right now. And I was like, oh, I am. Like I'm praying, praying right now. You, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and um, even when I'm in conversations with people who are other religions, I'm praying for them in my heart and in my mind. Oh, and yeah. the prayer is a lifestyle. Yes. It's literally a part of my life. Mm-hmm. I'll be driving and praying. Yeah. I'll be working and praying. Now, obviously, because of our responsibilities, we don't have time to kneel down and pray like we would usually do. Yeah. And that's how I would prefer to pray at times. Right. But again we have a god who loves us and understands us and invites us to talk with him however we can mm-hmm. so i can pray in my head and god will hear me and i will always make time and i think it's important to make time for that personal prayer where you lock the door right. in your room and you get down on your knees or you pace around the room with your hands up and you pray that's important and we should do that but god hears us man and, and we yeah. could be driving our car we could be at work yeah i don't know how many times yeah. i've been driving i see an accident and i'm like god please like help whoever was in that accident to be healed and yeah. when you're in the middle of the road you can't close your eyes and <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you can't know? close your eyes you can't close your eyes and, and lift up your hands yeah, i'm just thinking of like bro. when you worship and you start crying in the middle Jesus of driving literally <laughs> take the wheel because i'm about to start <laughs> yeah, praying while i drive oh uh, yeah you're about to need another prayer there but the the whole point is that that god god hears us even even our unspoken prayers things that we're praying in our mind like god god is knows all he sees all he understands us and he longs to answer our prayers because that's who he is uh prayer is so so important um there's a quote uh by um martin lloyd it says that prayer is beyond any question the highest activity of the human soul man is at his greatest and highest when upon his knees he comes face to face with god it's an amazing quote. It is. Yeah. And, and I love how he says man is at his greatest and highest when he's on his knees. Mm. Um, there's an understanding there that the ultimate sign of humility is when I'm at my highest. Mm. Right. When I'm at my when I'm at my greatest and not to give praise to myself. But in a sense, I when, when I exalt God, he exalts me. Mm-hmm. So when I'm on my knees, he lifts me up. Right. And he puts me in a in a position where I can right I feel like I'm unstoppable almost mm-hmm. like that's how prayer makes me feel sometimes like yeah I'm just yeah we can pray throughout the day but there's nothing like taking an hour 30 minutes or 20 minutes or even if it's five or ten minutes just at home going into our room closing the door and kneeling down and praying mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it could be a wildly uncomfortable but one of the things I love in Ephesians chapter 3 uh, verses 14 through 21 which is where we're at today is that Paul says that he 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 gets on his knees when he prays Mm -hmm. and i thought about that too because i'm thinking about that i'm like wait remember he's writing this from prison that had to be the most uncomfortable kneeling he's probably ever had to do but yet he gets down on his knees and he begins to pray to god and not only that paul is a lot older than the other apostles and i think somewhere in the bible he talked about like a physical 
um, condition that he had. Right. Where he was in, often in a lot of pain. So you could imagine the kind of pain that he was in when he would pray on his knees, yet he would do it anyway. And right. it's not that kneeling is needed when you pray. Again, yeah. kneeling was actually not that common in the Bible. Most would pray while standing. Right. Um, but the act of kneeling when praying, Paul does it because it, it's it sort of symbolizes who you're speaking to, mm-hmm. right? It, it um it perfectly encapsulates the idea that you're kneeling before God, who is a king, right? And when people would enter into the throne room before the king, and whether whether they had to ask him something, they would get on their knees and they would plead with him. Yeah. Sometimes and they would get on their knees and just throw themselves at the feet of the king. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do when we pray. It symbolizes that. Who am I speaking to? Right. Correct. Right. Like, am I just speaking to another person? Which you can talk to him like a friend. You know what I mean? And you don't have to oh, um, get so I don't know what the word is. Like a lot of us want to preach very in a certain way where our words are very big because we're speaking to God. But. Um, eloquent yeah eloquent and god doesn't require that but like a lot of times i feel it's necessary right because of who i'm speaking to right i think jesus talks about that too when he tells us how to pray he goes when you look at the pharisees um the the greek word they used was um palulagia he's like they think they will be heard for their many words Mm -hmm. or for their much speaking they think that they're going to be heard because they they talk a lot or because they talk in a in a specific way, like I'm I, I have these eloquent words, and now God is going to listen to me more. No, I pray for six hours a day. God's going to listen to me more. No, He hears the five second prayer just as much as He hears this the five hour prayer. And so it's so important to us to to be able to be in a position where we're like, hey, prayer is so essential. I'm going to do it all day, every day, as much as I possibly can in every single situation. Somebody's going through something, hey, let's pray. I'm not feeling well. You know what? Pray. I'm about to eat. Pray. You know, everything we do, every activity. um, And it kind of seems funny, too, because we do that. Like, we'll pray before a meeting and then we'll pray after the meeting ends. And I said, we pray for everything. And that's just the kind of God we serve. He wants to hear us in all occasions and all times. Um, Prayer is a really important part of a Christian's life. And it's not. And one of the things I love, too, is that is that quote that says, you don't have to pray. You get to. Um, It's we are um i forgot which pastor it was but he said um you'd have to be a tremendous fool to not pray and he's like to not take your place in the participation in the participation of creating history like something bad is happening right now in the middle east um we had in afghanistan the, the taliban has taken over and stuff are we praying for that like every day? Yeah. Are we praying and asking God for a miracle to happen in that region? Um, you know, because that affects human history. That was one of the most, that's a, that's a historical event um, that just happened. Um, that's going to be in, in history books. But we get to pray and say, God, do something miraculous here. And then whenever history comes, we get to say, hey, saw how all that turned around? That was because your your church and your family were praying for that. We prayed for exactly. that. Exactly. Um, there's so, a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of um, not necessarily our own power, and I don't want people to think that when I say it. But there's a lot of power in our hands yeah. to do things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God gives us the ability to speak to Him. Again, it's always through God, and at the end of the day, it's so that God gets glory. Correct. But our prayers have the ability to literally change how people yeah. live their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how often do we pray for our friends that might not know Christ? Right, exactly. Um, we underestimate the power of prayer. A lot of times we only pray for ourselves mm -hmm. and we don't realize how much our prayers can affect the lives of so many other people yeah. in this world. Yeah, I like the, the the quote. Somebody told me this once. I forgot who it was, but they said, um, they said, um, don't settle for yesterday's miracles. Um, and a lot of times we do that. We like to talk about the glory days about, oh, I remember one time I prayed and the Lord did this beautiful thing in my room and I just felt the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, you done with that? What happened? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. It, that was like 10 years ago. You don't have those experiences anymore. And it's it's crazy because we can live off of our old experiences. That's, that's actually the, the, I would say, one of the dangers of nostalgia. You know, you know, how many Christians have you met that are no longer Christians, but they talk about how good of a Christian they used to be? And you're like, well, why are you not that way now? Um, and I and I just feel like a lot of that has to do with us slipping out of prayer and just looking at prayer as a religious activity and not as a personal conversation with a family member. Because that's the thing about prayer. It's it's not only is it personal, it's relational. Yeah. Um, Jesus, when he prayed, he prayed to his father, mm -hmm. you know, and he says, when you pray, pray to the father. Um, and um, and uh, just like t Jesus taught, um, uh, Paul referred to uh, God as his father as well, our heavenly father. This is who we pray to. Um, I think it helps us when we pray to, to know that God is uh, a father. Yeah. Understanding God to be a father helps us pray. If we see him as our father, we can be open with him because we know he loves us just like um, right. any father would be. And to those who don't have the... Um, who don't have that what is the word a privilege like the pr yeah the of privilege having of father, having yeah. a, of an earthly father you definitely have a heavenly father who's open to have mm -hmm. have you talk to him so when yeah. we think of him as a father um it allows us to be open in this way we also understand that he is not negligent but he is present right yeah like he's not a deadbeat dad and, yeah and a lot of us had that growing up a lot of I, i've met tons of people who no my dad left me when i was a kid or my dad i never even knew him and and yeah there can be absent fathers but you can't compare your earthly father you can't compare your heavenly father to your earthly fathers um because the reality is he's not he's not a man he's not a human he will not let you down um i think there's a song about that i forgot It'll make a really good song. I haven't heard like, it. I forgot which what it says, but anyways, just yeah, man. But yeah, God is is infinitely more loving than any earthly father, um, because he is infinite himself. Uh, yeah. So he can he he has that capability. It's within his capacity to yeah. love that way. Mm -hmm. With a father who, although I have the privilege of having my father with me, and he loves me, yeah. insane, insanely, like. The love he has for me is crazy, but God's love for me is just on a whole other level that um, no disrespect to my dad if he's listening, but <laughs> he can't really give me. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds weird because I know that my dad loves me like crazy. Right. Like my dad would run through fire to save me. But there's just a, a way that God has loved me and just not me, but all of humanity in a way that can't really be expressed here on earth. Yeah. Um, so he's just his love is on a different level. And that means he's more reliable than anything we can find on Earth. Um, Paul modeled this when he said, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. 
Yeah. Because of our relationship with God, we enter into relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, and then um, we're one big spiritual family. And one of the things too is just um, is uh, you know I was talking to somebody about that the other day, and they're just like you know like you know Jesus had said um, you know um, not to pray to be seen by man, and sometimes it can be kind of confusing because it's like so am I not allowed to pray publicly? But um, the reality is it's like, no, because the Pharisees, it, it wasn't necessarily praying public that was bad. It was the motivation, which was selfishness. It was, I want people to see me pray. That type of prayer God rejects. But when it comes to praying publicly, we're allowed to do that. But not only that, we pray communally. Like, uh, like your relationship with God is not based on your prayer life. That's a good thing to know. Like my, I, I if 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 I don't pray, it doesn't mean that God loves me any less. He loves. He still loves me. Um, but it's important to know that prayer keeps me closer with God. But I know of a lot of couples who they get confused because they go, "Do I pray with my wife or do I pray by myself?" Because it's my relationship with God, so I should pray alone, right? And I tell people all the time, I'm like, "No, pray with your wife. Pray together as a couple." Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than brothers and sisters in Christ um, and and husbands and wives and families with their children pray together. There's nothing greater than praying, coming. I was like, bro, I can't remember. the. the I remember the last uh, Behelia we went to, the, the, the vigils, the all-night prayer services. And they're just so amazing when the body of Christ just corporately comes together to pray. It's so important. We're brothers and sisters. We come together. We pray together. Um, and as families, you should pray together. Like. Yeah. Watch the difference that makes in your family. Do that after this podcast, after you listen to this. Just say, hey, when I get home, we're going to pray together. It makes a massive difference in the home and in the, 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 the spiritual health of your family. Yeah, there, there's um, praying together and praying alone. Both are amazing. But mm-hmm. when I've prayed with people, especially with my family, I've gotten my family together so that we can pray. Yeah. Um, and it just feels amazing right right um and it's something that i've i I want to do more of with my family i've done it a couple times where i was like i think we all just need to pray and we've held hands and we've prayed together but realizing just how amazing it is just makes me want to do it more um and that's what prayer is it's something that when you fully experience it the way that you should you just want more of it um so prayer with each other really helps us build one another and i think another aspect of prayer that also entices us to um really seek to pray more is that prayer is expecting as well um prayer is personal so it helps us with our personal life it is relational it not only helps our relationship with god but it helps our relationship with each other and then prayer is also expecting because when I go in yeah. and I pray, I'm expecting God to do something great. Jesus says, believe you have received it and it will be yeah. yours. <clears throat> right. So when I go in and, and, and I pray and I have this expectation that God's going to do something big, yeah. I, I come, I walk out of there knowing that he's going to do something big. Yeah. The, the Bible teaches us that we should expect that God is going to answer our prayers. Um, I got to find the scripture, so I'm going to let you fill in a little bit and then i'll and i'll read it out but um but yeah the the, uh we should always expect more from god because this is what he said in ephesians he said um that god is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine so when i hear that i'm like 
when I pray, am I am I praying praying that in expectancy that God's going to do something, or am I just like you know if you want to? I don't know how many times people asked that to Jesus. You know, like think about that guy that I forgot who what, he was dealing with some kind of ailment, and then he says, "If you will," and Jesus is like, "If I will." Oh, that was the leper, right? Yeah, he's like, "If I will, I will. I can." Or he's like, "If I can." I can and I will. Like there were times where people were like, you know, if you can do this, Jesus, this would be great. He's like, what'd you decide to eat? Like, <laughs> if I can, because mm-hmm. so many times we ask God, but we don't actually believe He's going to give it to us. Exactly. And um, I think when we see Jesus actually heal people, that's not the only time we saw it. But when the paralyzed man was um, let down through the roof, um, I think we all know that story where there was a crowd in front of Jesus. Jesus was teaching, and the crowd got so big that. There were this there was this group of people who had a friend that was paralyzed and they couldn't get to Jesus because of the crowd. So they break open the roof and they let down the man on his bed. And when Jesus this is also goes into the relational part about how we pray with each other, because when Jesus went to go and heal this paralyzed man, it wasn't by the paralyzed man's faith that he was healed, but by the faith of his friends. Mm. Right. When Jesus looked at the faith of his friends. He said, you have been healed, not by your own faith, but by their faith. So Mm -hmm. understanding that, again, like how we were just talking about how the things that are going on in Afghanistan, that our prayer really does and our faith really does help others. It really does. And it's really that's shown within that story that it wasn't the faith of the paralyzed man, but the faith of his friends. Yeah. Like we need faith in our prayers. It was um, Hebrews 11, 6. It says, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. Um for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Right. Like, uh, you know, it's like, if you can, you know, like I have always, that always bothered me. It's like, of course I can, of course I'm going to do that, you know? And, and it's, I don't know if there's ever been a time maybe in my marriage where, you know, my wife, I had failed my wife so much to a point where she didn't even expect anything of me. She said, no, I don't expect it. Don't do it. If you want, I don't care. If, if you want to do it, do it. And I was like, man, this is what I've created by not coming through on my word. But the thing with God is that God always comes through. The song I was thinking of was um, Do It Again. Uh, you, move the, you move the mountains. Oh, and I believe see you I'll see you do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, when has God been wrong? Like, when has God not fulfilled his promises? And you think he's going to fail you now? He hasn't failed you then. He won't fail you today. And so don't just say, oh, I'm praying and I'm hoping that God will give me this. Pray bold. Pray bold and say, I have this in the name of Jesus. Yeah, With Christ, we have the authority and courage to walk into the throne room Mm -hmm. and ask, knowing we'll receive it. Yep. Right. That that's sort of and as weird as that may sound, like you're going to demand something from God in a sense, like I'm going to go in there and I'm going to ask for it and i'm gonna believe that i've received it and i will receive it Mm -hmm. yeah i remember um there was a a woman i went to go visit her and her husband and there was a couple of us young people we went out there and um we walked into her house and then on her uh refrigerator she had like pictures but then i remember there was a uh, a bill on her refrigerator it was like the electric bill or something like that and um i was like i saw the bill and the bill said um paid like in red marker and said paid and i was like okay i guess she i was like why do you uh i was like let me ask you a question why do you put your bill like your paid bill here like 
on the refrigerator? Is it to remind you that you paid your bill? Like I, I would think you would put it there to remember that you didn't pay it. And then she goes, oh, I haven't paid it. And I was like, what do you mean you haven't paid it? So how is it paid? And she's like, she's like, I actually don't have enough money to pay that bill, but I just trust Jesus. And uh, I have so much faith that I know God's going to take care of me for this month. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. So she, she, she was like, so I'm praying, I'm praying. And I asked her, I was like, so what happened to that bill? She's like, yeah, I got a call from the electric company like a week later. And they said, hey, I think we we misread your reader, your your meter and overcharged you last month. So you got a credit for this month. And it happened to be exactly the amount. And she paid nothing for her electricity. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's the kind of faith. That's the kind of bold prayers we need to make and just say, hey, God, I have no idea how to take care of this. But I know you got this exactly. in the yeah. name of Jesus. It, it, the question is, if other people were to hear you pray, would they hear prayers only God could answer? Mm. Um, a lot of times we pray small prayers, mm-hmm. um, thinking that God is our genie, mm-hmm. right? We'll, we'll play, we'll pray the really small things, thinking right. that that's all God can do, right? But when Paul says He can do immeasurably, immeasurably more, what He's saying is that God is bigger than just your small prayers, and your small prayers may be important. Um, and I think God sees them as important, right. but don't limit God right. to just these small prayers. He can do so much more than mm-hmm. that. Um, when Paul prayed, he expected God to continue using the Holy Spirit. That's a big thing to ask for, to say, hey, God, um, I need you to continue using me and filling me up with the Holy Spirit. That's something, again, that you have the authority to ask for. That's right. a big thing to ask for. Mm-hmm. And so... Um I guess uh, in closing, um, the last thing I would mention is uh, praying within God's will and always remembering that that an unanswered prayer doesn't mean no. It may mean not yet or it might actually mean no. You know, um, I've often said that when you feel like God's not answering your prayers, I tell people all the time, God, God answered your prayer. You just didn't like his answer. Because you wanted a yes and you got a no. And sometimes God is trying to close doors and God is saying, hey, listen, you have to factor in that what you want isn't always best for you. Everybody who has kids understands this. You protect your children because your children are going to want things that are not good for them. They're going to want to cross the street by themselves. You're going to hold their hand and say, that's not wise. And I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to get you across. They're going to want to have all the candy, all that, bro. They're not going to want to eat their vegetables. They're not going to want to do their things. They're not going to want to clean. And then once they get their own place, they're going to be like, wow, my place is a pigsty. I need to hire a maid or somebody to clean up after me. And it's like, no, this is why I tried to teach you. Clean your room. Um, We understand that kids don't want the best for themselves, but parents want the best for their kids. So when I pray to God, I need to understand his will trumps mine. Yeah. And even though I really, really want this, maybe God is saying no and saying this will not help you. This will not edify you. When, When we pray, it's submitting yourself to what God wants for you. Um, when we pray, it's not coming to God saying, do what I want, but God, let me have the desire to do what you want me to do. Let your will be done. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know, so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next episode.